Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Raw Show with Michael McDonald and I have a very special guest. We have Kate Erickson joining me today. Kate, thanks for being a guest on the show. Michael, thank you for inviting me. Kate is the implementer of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas interviews the world's most successful entrepreneurs and tackles topics and questions that every entrepreneur encounters along their journey. She's also the host of the podcast Kate's Take and co-author of the podcast journal Ideas to Launch in 50 Days. Kate is passionate about helping entrepreneurs create freedom in their business and life through developing systems and processes that can help their business scale and grow. So I thought we would we'd dive into your background if that's okay Kate. So would you would just share with me and our listeners where you were born, what it was like for you growing up and also how EO Fire became to be? Absolutely. So I was born in Springfield, Oregon and Uh, Probably within months of being born, my family moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which was um, where my dad found a great job. We lived there for about six years. So when I was six years old, we moved to San Diego, California. Again, another move for a great job that my dad had found um, at the San Diego Union Tribune. So he was in the managing the IT department there. So I always consider San Diego as like where I grew up because it's what I remember most. Um, I don't know when they say that you actually start having a memory, but I don't know. I think maybe around five or six years old. So kind of consider that my home. And growing up was, you know, very, I was so lucky um, to have an incredibly supportive family. Um, My parents are still married and together. They are about to celebrate year 46, I believe, this year. And um, yeah. I have one sister who's an older sister. So, you know, we fought a lot growing up, but are now the bestest friends. And um, yeah, it was really just kind of a typical grow up and have a supportive family and things were great. I, I followed, you know, the path of going to school and getting good grades and playing sports and all that good stuff. Right. So you never, you never really had the, the drive to run your own business than when you were younger. No. And, and so it's super interesting that Entrepreneurs on Fire came to be because I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, I was very lucky, though, because actually both of my parents had jobs to where they did have the freedom to like my dad was at every single one of my basketball games. He coached the softball team that I played on. Um, you know, my mom was there to make dinner. And so like in a lot of ways, I guess I didn't realize it at the time, but even though my parents were in the, your quote unquote, typical nine to five job, they had the freedom to be able to be there for us. And I guess I never really appreciated that in the sense that, um, I kind of thought that, that that's how it was. And then once I got into working a nine to five, I thought, oh, okay, you don't always have those freedoms. You know, you have to work hard for a really long time and, put yourself in a position to have those freedoms. And so um, looking back on it now, I'm just so grateful and appreciative for that because I I probably took advantage of it at the time. Um, But when Entrepreneurs on Fire came to be, John is is really the one who launched that business. I was working in corporate at the time when he launched uh, the podcast. And it wasn't for about six months until I quit my job and came on board. And that was just five years ago. And really in the grand scheme of things, like if I look at my life within the last five or six years is when I even understood that entrepreneurship was an option. I never thought about it. I didn't know that it was possible. I 
um, you know, I know that I really didn't like my nine to five job, but I never really had like these big dreams and aspirations growing up of being an entrepreneur because I didn't really know what that was. All right. So it was almost like John was the one that started the, the fire for you then in, in that regards. Yeah, absolutely. Once I met him and, and kind of it opened my eyes to like this whole new world of, wow, this guy does his own thing and he gets to make his own rules and he gets to work out of his living room. Like I, I want to do that too. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's it like being the, the partner of someone that does that kind of thing? So we often hear the perspective from the entrepreneur themselves, but very rarely do we get to talk to the partner of someone that, that lives that way. So what's it like for you? So, um, I mean, when he was first starting out, it was, it was a little bit tough for me just because he was so passionate and so fully focused on starting this business and making it a success. And because I wasn't in the entrepreneurial world, number one, and two, because I wasn't like technically a part of the business per se, um, I felt kind of left out, I guess. And I didn't really understand like why he was waking up at 5 a.m. and like so excited to get on his computer. And, you know, when he was like talking about these events and these online people who were like a really big deal, you know, I had no idea who they were. So I didn't really understand like the impact of him getting to connect with, you know, someone like Pat Flynn or, you know, him hanging out with Amy Porterfield. Like I didn't understand that at the time. And so that was a little bit tough, but you know, it goes both ways. I know that when John and I were both in corporate, it was kind of like we would come home and talk about our jobs, but neither of us understood what the other one was talking about. You know, we could gripe about what went wrong that day or be really excited about the things that went right. But at, at the time, it's like we didn't, we didn't connect to that because it wasn't our world. And so um, that was really interesting when he was first starting out. Um, but it also gave me that exposure and helped me understand what entrepreneurship was all about. And that absolutely kind of brought me along on the journey so that at month six, when I did join the team, you know, then it became a shared vision for us. And then I was able to learn about, you know, the impact of Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and the impact of, you know, being so excited about what you're doing that you're actually excited to wake up in the morning. That had not really happened to me. Um, up until that point to be like excited about what I was about to be working on. It was usually like, oh, I really don't feel like going to the office today. Um, you know, suddenly you're excited about quote unquote going into the office because you get to do it in your own home or you get to go to a cafe or, you know, you start calling the shots. And so now it's, it's much different to where like I feel John and I sharing that vision and sharing goals and stuff with the business has brought us so much closer together and it's just a really cool thing to share with the person that you love. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems to me at least that you, you made a bit of an effort as well to try to learn the, the ins and outs of what it's like to run your own business as well. Like, I can imagine that there are, there are people that might feel distant and maybe stay distant, but it's, you sort of give the impression that you actually tried to, to understand John's position and what, and what John's lifestyle is like and try to support him a little bit more. Would that be right in saying that? Yeah, I was definitely into it. And it, it kind of came at a good time because the corporate job that I was working in was actually at an advertising and marketing agency. So as he was kind of like building this brand and thinking about design concepts and how he was going to market it, 
you know, that was kind of like the world that I was in already. It was in, in a much different space, but like the principles and the concepts of creating a brand and um, building online awareness, like I was in that world. And so I kind of feel like we were able to connect in that way. So I would definitely encourage anybody who is in maybe the same or similar situation to where like their significant other or even a friend or a family member is trying to, you know, start this thing and, or you're trying to start this thing and other people don't understand it or whatever the case may be, you know, try and find like that connection point, try and find where your two worlds can collide because it can be, you know, a really cool way to bring someone along on the journey with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can also see how maybe, maybe even appreciating the fact that if there aren't that many things that you can relate to each other on then you sort of appreciate that and accept that as well so I guess it's it's more about understanding what the relationship is between the the business and the life of each other and seeing where you stand with that I imagine can make quite a big difference how did how did you get into podcasting yourself then was it just a case of watching John do his thing or or was it something that that you felt passionate about as, as you started to grow into it yourself You know, I think it was a combination of both. Um, I started my podcast in 2014. It was pretty much two years after John had launched Entrepreneurs on Fire. And for me, it was it was probably as much a personal experience as it was a business one. Um, I definitely saw a space where there were a lot of people from our audience coming to me and asking me because, you know, John's the front end of the business and he does the podcast and it's his voice and it's his face and, and it's his connection and his, you know, awesome knowledge and entrepreneurship. And for me, I'm the back end of the business. It's the systems and it's like setting stuff up and figuring out how things are going to work. And so more and more, I found people coming to me and asking me about that kind of stuff. Like what does happen behind the scenes of the business and how do you guys set up funnels and how do you run campaigns and how do you set up email things and um, so it, it was kind of like a, a collision of getting that question enough that I was like, hey, I could probably start a podcast about this and actually share with people what goes on behind the scenes of our business and have it be like really valuable. And at the same time, it was kind of like on the personal side of things, I was really trying to put myself out there more. Starting a podcast was probably like the scariest thing in the world to me at the time. And so it, I, I saw it as a big... Um, a big growth uh, exercise. And so, yeah, that's why I started the podcast. It was kind of a collision of like, hey, I feel like this information could really help a lot of people because a lot of people are asking me about it. And then also at the same time being like, okay, this is maybe the next step on my journey to where I can really get out of my comfort zone. Right. Sounds like it's it's work though. I mean, you're going from working working in corporate and advertising to, to doing your own thing and it's all, it's all seemed to have worked out in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, what what led up to you deciding to to help other people with with their podcasts? And I guess this on a, more, a more broader picture would also be how did you help people that have their own businesses create systems and processes? So, there, I'd imagine it comes to a certain point where the person that runs their own business wants to do more than just what they can do with their time. It gets to a point where they want to do more. Maybe they've got bigger ambitions. Maybe they want to have a bit more time to themselves, wants to get to a certain point. How, how, how did you step in and, and help people with that? 
Well, it, I mean, it really started with, again, starting to get those questions over and over again. And it was kind of in a time where, or at a time rather, where I kind of discovered that that was like my superpower. I, I didn't realize it until probably, you know, around 2015, I believe it was, when I thought like, okay, what is that one thing that I feel I'm really good at and that other people always ask me about? And it always came back to like the details and the, you know, setting something up to where it can not only work, but hopefully at some point work more efficiently. And so once I started getting those questions and kind of came to the realization that like, wow, this is something that I've kind of in one way or another been practicing my whole life, then I was able to take that knowledge and start applying it to business situations. Luckily, it's what I had already been doing um, for Entrepreneurs on Fire. So it was an easy way for me to kind of just take what I do every day in the business anyways and just start sharing that with people. And to your point, Michael, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like big picture thinkers and they come up with ideas a lot and they have a ton on their plate because they're probably solo right now. If they're just starting out, maybe they don't have the funds to hire a team and stuff like that. And so it kind of was, you know, recognizing that that was our audience and that they could probably use a little bit of help when it came to systems and processes because it's not typically what entrepreneurs are great at. And um, once I was able to really lay it out and give people that big overview of like what a system is and what the power of it can be for your business, then after I kind of painted that picture, I was able to start stepping back into the nitty gritty details of like, here's how you create a system to help you um, you know, uh, produce better content on a more consistent basis, or here's a system that can help you be present on social media without spending every single day there. Um, so things like that, that I think are really helpful in, um, like you said, giving entrepreneurs back time and helping them understand that it, that it's not like a one size fits all necessarily, that there are systems that might work for you that don't work for other people, but that if you implement them and you stick with them can definitely get you further faster and save you time in the process. Sounds good. So aside from, aside from hiring your own staff, because that seems to be the, I wouldn't say it was the go-to for a lot of people, but if they can't do things themselves, but they can't hire staff, where's the middle ground? Have you got any recommendations for us, any particular things that you found the, the most help to the most amount of people? Yeah, absolutely. It would be um, finding software and tools that can help you. So if you can't afford to hire another person, the next best thing, we live in this amazing online world where there's loads of tools and software that can help us automate a lot of stuff. Um, I'll, I'll carry the social media example just um, for purposes of kind of taking this through. If, um, you know, you post on social media once a day and it's always you physically like there in time and space posting that on social media, there are loads of tools that you could upload that stuff to and schedule it out for the entire week so that you're not actually having to, you know, be on Twitter posting a tweet. You can upload it to a manager like Hootsuite or Meet Edgar, and these are tools, they're software that can help you automate that process. So of course, there are going to be parts of that that you don't want to automate. Like you don't want to automate the engagement and, and you really can't. I mean, I guess you kind of can with bots coming out and stuff, but the engagement piece of it is probably something that you're not going to automate, right? You're going to want to be there to be engaging with your audience. 
but there are certain parts of processes and systems like social media that you can automate. So it's not necessarily a matter of like automating everything or even delegating everything. It's just finding parts of the system that you can save time on so that like when it comes to the engagement piece, you're not totally spent and worn out from like uploading it and thinking of it and, and um, you know, being there personally at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon to post that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it comes with the uh, the idea that if, if you love what you do as well, I was having a conversation with someone the other day is that a lot of the people that run their own businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs are very passionate, they do love what they do, and that can often be the, the thing that stings you the most, isn't it? Because you spend hours on doing something because you love it that much, but then it turns around and bites you again because maybe you don't get enough sleep or maybe you're too fatigued to go back in and engage and it can take your energy away from other things. So sometimes it is that double-edged sword that you've got to learn how to use, I'd imagine. Yeah, for sure. Getting sucked into kind of the black hole of things like social media or like email, um, it's really easy to do. So we need to hold ourselves accountable and keep ourselves in check for stuff like that. Yeah, I like the way you mentioned bots as well because um, although we do we do like to engage and we do like to to be humans and be people on social media as well. I mean, there are so many people that do tend to forget the word social, I guess, to to, to certain degrees. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think bots is one of those things that is starting to to bridge the gap, especially with them becoming smarter as well. It seems to be definitely becoming a lot more interesting the more I hear about it. Yeah, it's definitely intriguing. I will say I'm totally hesitant to the whole idea. Um, I'm definitely intrigued by it. I want to know more, but I'm I'm not totally sold on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. See, it seems seems it's quite easy for someone to I wouldn't say trick the bot, but like they're all they're always gonna say something that the bot can't answer, and then you kind of have to go back and and fix it or engage yourself anyway. So I guess right right right, right now at least it's only helpful for certain things. I've noticed people use it for. Um, it's almost like a replacement for email now so mm-hmm. you can subscribe to it and then you send your things to your your messenger instead of your, your inbox which seems to be the the most useful way of using it yeah all right so we are reasonably close to the end so last couple of the questions for you um where, where can people go if they want to find out a bit more about you kate so we've been talking a lot about processes systems and your journey as an entrepreneur but if someone wanted to find out more about you what you've got going on where can they go uh eofire.com is really our headquarters it's where all of our podcasts and free courses and content live so um that would be the place to go eofire.com <laughs> All right, awesome. Right, last question for you, Kate. And I ask all my guests this, and this is where we can blow the, the hole wide open now. So there's no, there's no certain rules or anything with this one. You can go personal, you can be funny, you can say what you want. <laughs> uh, it's, what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? Oh, wow, that's a, a, an intriguing question. What do I want the world to know about me that it doesn't already know? Um, gosh, I guess I would just say that I am constantly working on and trying to become better at being an amazing person. And I hope that I'm putting that out there. I hope that I am helpful. I hope that I am valuable to other people um, in the knowledge that I share. And so, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just verbalize that because it's something I think about often. 
All right, Kate. Well, I'm sure being on this podcast is, is ticked your box for that today. And um, I appreciate, <laughs> you, appreciate you taking the time to be a guest on the show. And I'm sure we'll, we'll keep in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much, Michael, and to everyone tuning in.